the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. I'm kind of skipping all over today. Uh, and that's okay. I've just got so many stories I wanted to share with you. Um, and I, I just I don't have time to get to all of them. Uh, so I'm just kind of taking them in, in no certain order. Uh, there's this one. Uh, we are seeing such a disintegration of race relations in America. It breaks my heart. I'm being serious. We, America never has been and never will be a perfect country. Obviously, we're made up of people and we're not perfect. The Constitution is wonderful. It's absolutely incredible. I believe God had his hand on the Constitution. That's not inspired like the Bible, not even close. But it's it's an incredible document, an incredible country. And our big stain was slavery, uh, bigotry, discrimination, and so forth. And we had made such incredible progress. I mean, I was just just a few minutes ago very critical of former President Barack Obama. And I think rightfully so. We finally reached a place in America where we could actually elect a black president. And I've said this over and over again. There was almost nothing he did that I agreed with. But I was grateful that we had reached a place in America where, as a country, we could lay aside bigotry and racism and elect a black president. I was thrilled. And by the way, I still am. And as a black man, Barack Obama had the opportunity, in fact, he had the responsibility to bring us together, to unite us as a country, to proclaim the message from the White House, look at what I have done, to every young black man, every young black woman, every young black child here in America, look where we have come. Look at this. Look what you can do. Look what we together have accomplished. Let's work. But he didn't do that. 
in every measurable way, America was more divided at the end of his presidency than at the beginning. I think primarily because he was walking in the footsteps of his pastor of 22 years, Jeremiah Wright, who was a flaming racist. Check it out. He was a proponent of black nationalism. Dangerous, divisive political doctrine. I mean, really dangerous. And uh, so much could have been done. Instead, we're moving in the wrong direction. We're becoming more and more divided. The African-American community is facing issues unlike anything they have faced. The inner city, the ghettos, the crime rate, the fatherlessness. We have lost so much progress. And now we have this ridiculous concept of reparations that will do nothing to unite us. It will not unite us as a country. It will not unite the black community. Because some, if these reparations go through, some are going to get a lot, some get a little, some won't get any. It's going to cause massive division. And that brings me to this story. New York City, let me quote, New York City will pay nearly $2 billion to black and Hispanic people who wanted to become teachers but failed the exam, settling a lawsuit that alleged that the disparate passage rate showed that the test was racist. Now, I'm not an expert on this, but I've read, I've studied, I've looked at this. There is no indication whatsoever that the tests themselves were racist. None. There was there is no indication that the tests were worded in such a way to be an advantage to white people and a disadvantage to black people. And in fact, that is not even claimed in the lawsuit. It's purely conditioned upon the results of the test, and it is indeed true. Blacks who took the teacher's exam in New York City fared much poorer than their white counterparts. It's true. But there's no evidence that the test was the problem. No evidence of that at all. And in fact, now this was back um, uh, back in the 90s. This lawsuit was brought that teachers, uh, black individuals who wanted to be teachers in New York City, uh, failed the test. Uh, only 53% of blacks passed the test back in the 1990s. 53%. 90% of whites passed the test. So, there was a lawsuit, and New York City has agreed to pay nearly $2 billion to black and Hispanic people 
who failed the test. Some will get more than $1 million each, and they may be granted pensions retroactively. The Washington Post interviewed 64-year-old Herman Grimm. He alone will be paid $2,055,383 because he failed a test. Now, what's really weird and bizarre? Fast forward to today. The tests have been completely reworded. They've been completely revamped. And yet, the passage rate for blacks is basically the same as it was in the 90s. So, what has changed? In order to increase the scores for blacks taking the teacher's test, quote, New York State has scrapped its requirement that teachers must pass a literacy test. What? What? Teachers in New York will not even have to pass a literacy test? You mean they're going to have teachers in the classroom who did not even take a literacy test? Now, as I said, there's no indication that the problem was the test. It was the education system. And there was not help for blacks taking the test. But for the liberal left, never forget this. Whatever the problem is, no matter what it is, the answer is always money. Throw money. So have they changed the percentage of blacks passing the teacher's test? No. Have they increased the education for blacks? No. No, but they're just going to give them a whole bunch of money. Because for the liberal left, that is always the answer. Throw money at it. New York City, to pay this is a minimum, $1.8 billion. In spite of the fact that the problem is basically the same today as it was then. So did they ever get to the root? Uh-uh. They ever diagnose a real problem? Uh-uh. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Just throw money at it. And what's going to be the result? Teachers in the classroom who didn't even pass a literacy test. Hmm. Well, just wow. I mean, wow. All right, we'll be back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Beloved radio host Paul Harvey used to often say, It is not one world. Well, boy, when it comes to the Christian community, it is not one world. 
Here in the state of Ohio, we have deep, deep divisions in the so-called Christian community over abortion. Yeah. The uh, pro-life community is coming together in a way that I have not seen in a long time uh, with two issues. Issue one coming up on August 8th, the constitutional, the uh, threshold for the constitutional amendment, and then the proposed the uh, proposed constitutional amendment that may be on the ballot in November, uh, local media, almost all of the TV stations, newspapers said it's going to be on the ballot. It has not been certified yet. Uh, the proponents of this constitutional amendment, radical, 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 radical amendment, have stated they are more than confident they have enough uh, signatures but it has not been certified yet by the Secretary of State's office. Uh, that has to happen before or on July 22nd. So we will see. But it, to my knowledge, unless something's happened in the last day or so that I haven't heard about, uh, it has not yet been certified. But the pro-life community has really come together and has laid aside any differences um. Well, I don't want to get into the weeds, but a, a few years ago, when like the heartbeat bill was first being introduced, there was a great deal of division in the pro-life community here in Ohio. A lot of division, a lot of hard feelings, a lot of anger. Uh, yeah, among the pro-life people. Uh, that's all gone, to my knowledge. And uh, the pro-life community is speaking with one voice this time around, and I am thrilled. And local churches are taking a stand on this, and it's not, they're getting, it's not that they're getting involved in politics. They're getting involved in life and life issues, and they should. That's not white nationalism. It's not selling your soul for politics. It's just teaching Biblical values and life is a biblical value. But then there's the other side. Churches all over Ohio, and particularly here in Columbus, have come out as pro-abortion. Yeah, churches supporting the killing of innocent unborn children. I came across this article today, and it is not here in Ohio, It is a Presbyterian pastor, the PCUSA, a female Presbyterian pastor in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Her name, the Reverend Rebecca Todd Peters. And uh, this past Sunday, she gave a sermon at Community Church of Chapel Hill explaining why she believes Christians should support abortions. She said this, and I quote, Abortion is a moral good. What? Yeah, that's what she said. Oh, she's not done. Abortion is a moral good. Abortion is an act of love. Abortion is an act of grace. Abortion is a blessing. I'm just letting that soak in. We're talking about the taking of life of an innocent, unborn 
child of God, beating heart, lungs breathing, not with, well, yes, with oxygen, but not with air, but lungs functioning, heart beating, completely individual, unique DNA, unique from any other human being that has ever lived or ever will live. And she said from the pulpit, Abortion is a moral good. Abortion is an act of love. Abortion is an act of grace. Abortion is a blessing. Now, it's interesting and not surprising that while she is preaching, she has a bright pink stole on, a ministerial stole. And at the very top of the stole is the Planned Parenthood logo. Yeah. Uh-huh. She said that it's her duty to counter pro-life beliefs. She said years ago she had two abortions herself. She also said in her sermon that she had volunteered as an abortion clinic export export, pardon me, escort in Kentucky while working for the PCUSA denomination. And here's what she said as she is escorting women to an abortion clinic so that they can kill their unborn baby. She said this, I felt God's presence with me as I made the decision. And I felt God's presence also when I made the decision to end two pregnancies. I felt no guilt, no shame, no sin, no sin. A forced pregnancy or birth is not holy. And she went on, it got worse, but I'm out of time. Talk about a perversion of Scripture and a total, complete lack of of a biblical conscience. No, it's not all one world. Folks, have a great evening, but please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.